This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast here on Rotographs. I'm Dylan Higgins, your host. I am joined by Matthew DeWaskin. Once again, Matt, how you doing? Doing well, Dylan. Well, could be doing better. But Yeah. How are the uh, first two days of the season treating you? I'm not going to lie. I, I, I've already created a Kyle Kendrick voodoo doll. Oh, man. Yeah, that uh, it's good to be reminded that we don't know everything. I, I had to open my big mouth, didn't I? Yeah, Dylan, what if what if he throws eight shutout innings? Yeah, he he was pretty good. Guess so, what? Yeah. He, he was like striking guys out too. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't just like you know like you know ground balls, you know finding gloves. It was like he was he made like, the Brewers look bad. Competent. Made the Brewers look bad for sure. It, you it, tweeted it, at me about it. Yeah, I still don't trust him in Colorado. Oh you know. God, no. Now, but um, well, we are gonna now talk about Wednesday, April eighth. We got two episodes in the can, and here we go, number three, talking about Wednesday, looking at some more uh, DFS strategies early in the season where things aren't quite so obvious yet. Still kind of figuring things out, like how can Kyle Kendrick be good, and then Jordan Lyles be good, you know? So, well, uh, you're a big Jordan Lyles fan. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's okay. At least uh, we can take solace in knowing that the Rockies score runs and the Diamondbacks are allowing runs like crazy. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Two days in. So uh, let's go ahead and look at Wednesday, though. Um, okay. Try and take some, some players there that we will do our best to understand how they might do. What do you think about the catcher position? Catcher position for, for Wednesday? Yeah. Let's see. Um, Honestly... Again, I take a bit different tack at it. I, I'm looking for for guys to bet against more than guys to bet on, uh-huh. and then I make my picks from there. Uh-huh. So there, there are two names that I'm looking forward to betting against. One's Ricky Nolasco, and the other's Aaron Harang. Uh-huh. Both very fair. So I, I would I would target either of those catching up. Catching up. I, I, I guess he'd be a bit more drawn to Alex Avila because we've already seen him like you know hit a home run this year. Show something, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Red Sox catching situation is not particularly inspiring yet. I wrote down Avila, and I think it definitely might be a big day to stack against Harang. Um, <laughs> Brian McCann gets R.A. Dickey, and he has a platoon advantage there. And Dickey is, I mean, he won the Cy Young a few years ago, but he's just kind of slowing down and slowing down. And he's old enough that he can get real bad real fast if we're not if he's not careful. Um, Fair enough. And I think McCann's better than last year. Also completely depends on where you're playing your daily fantasy and where people qualify. You probably don't get uh, Victor Martinez, but he wherever he qualifies, he gets Nolasco as well, and that could go just fine for him. Nolasco splits have gotten pretty ugly I, in recent years. I, and I, know, I, know, yeah, I know it's the, the early day game, but I, I think I would I, I would still like to stack my, my lineup full of Tigers if I was going to go with that strategy yeah. against Nolasco. Yeah, and switch hitting V-Mart might do just fine. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, uh, how about first base? Any first baseman you like? First baseman I like. Hmm. Honestly, I'd be really tempted to go with Jose Abreu against Danny Duffy. Absolutely. I could absolutely see seeing the Duffman get in trouble against you know Jose Abreu in that in that situation. Yeah, especially uh, that's the thing. You look for weak pitchers, and then a weak lefty is always nice because there's a lot of lefty mashers that are undervalued. Yeah. Not that Jose Abreu would ever be undervalued, but he might be extra mean there against no, Duffy. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to pay full sticker price in, in DFS. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Again, not sure where he qualifies, but David Ortiz, 
um, could be a first baseman, depending on where you're playing, and he gets a ring, and that's a advantage, a platoon advantage. Um, Billy Butler gets Ross Detweiler. Um, I don't know that I love Billy Butler, but I'm not scared of lefty Ross Detweiler. And I mentioned Anthony Rizzo yesterday against Lance Lynn. Um, they got pushed over because of rain, and that could happen on Wednesday for you. Again, I don't think those are great. Abreu's the one that really stuck out to me, and he might yeah, might cost the price, but he sure isn't disappointing yet. Um, how about middle infield, second base or shortstop? I you would have to like drug me to like not get Mookie Betts in my lineup against uh, against uh, Aaron Harang. Sure, absolutely. If you can get him to qualify at second base in your yeah, wherever you play, pretty sure he does qualify in second base in most DFS. Yeah, and he's uh. One of those guys uh, Brad mentioned could get more expensive. I think, you know, yeah. right now the price is still low for whatever reason. But I, I would also, I would also kind of be interested in Evers Cabrera mm-hmm. playing in Baltimore. Yeah, if you're confident he's going to start, I'm, you know, I, with JJ Hardy in the DL, I think he's pretty much the only option at short. Yeah, right now they use Ryan Flaherty and Jonathan Scope, but so I it's would, pretty much the only option at short. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on him. Um, I wrote down Scooter Jeanette. He gets Eddie Butler, and Eddie Butler isn't scary. D. Gordon goes up against Shelby Miller, and he has an advantage there. Shelby Miller, don't really know what to expect from Shelby Miller, but he's not intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then at shortstop, uh, I like Elvis Andrews gets lefty Scott Casimir. I don't love Elvis Andrews, but again, he gets a lefty. Yeah, and then uh, on the other side of that matchup, Marcus Semien gets uh, Detweiler. I like that too. I don't know. You might know Semyon a little better than I do. I think he has some pop, and Detweiler's not that great, and it just might be a nice uh, lefty matchup for Semyon to go against him. He should be cheap too. Yeah, he's really cheap. If you're yep. looking to save some money and hope for a little bit of pop, for and sure. Pretty, and and Semyon, he also qualifies all over the diamond. Yeah, and so that might be a good matchup for him. Yeah. At third base, I wrote two names down. Again, if you're big on this stack, I don't see a problem with this. Pablo Sandoval against Harang. Dylan, you, um, yeah. I, I think you literally reached through my speaker and took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to I was going to suggest Pablo Sandoval is a great DFS play against a guy like Nolasco. Or I'm sorry, against a guy like Harang. Yeah, those are the big ugly matchups tomorrow. That's an obvious one, and at times you might want to avoid the obvious in terms of everybody else going there and not being able to get an advantage. If you're looking to not stack up on Red Sox for whatever reason. Uh, Adrian Beltre gets Scott Casimir, and I don't think Casimir's bad, but Beltre matches lefties really well, so yes, that could does. be another one. Uh, if you feel like putting a few Rangers together, Beltre should bat in the middle of the order, and against Casimir, that's that's not a bad matchup. And then uh, I listed a bunch of outfielders. Do you have a bunch of outfielders? I've I've got a couple of thoughts. Okay, you want to start? Uh. I would absolutely roll with JD Martinez sure. again. I'm, I'm looking. I, I told you I'm looking to stack Tigers. I'm looking to stack Red Sox. JD mm-hmm. Martinez. I, I like that matchup against Nolasco a lot. Sure, nothing wrong with that. And then I wrote actually um, the entire Yankees outfield, left to right. You could go Gardner, Ellsbury, and Beltran if you're feeling good about them at all. But they all get RA Dickey, and they're at home. Um, and they're, that's all platoon advantage for all of them. Dickey's mm-hmm. been slowing down in recent years. Fly balls, things could go right for you. You know, I, I don't, I don't think it's slam dunk, but but things could go right if you feel like stacking a non-obvious team. If you don't want to go with Tigers and Red Sox, you're feeling sneaky. 
I also wrote, in that Tigers game, this is kind of a guy I liked as a sleeper, and I actually picked him on opening day. Um, Anthony goes versus Nolasco, and then he didn't play on opening day, and that was frustrating. Mm. But um, Rajai Davis got the start. But Anthony goes can get the start. Uh, he's sneaky speed, kind of like Rajai Davis, you know, okay. but he's uh, worth a, not going to be, he's not going to cost very much, but could well, certainly run like crazy. Actually, it's funny, if you're looking for sneaky speed, you might want to think about Nori Aoki mm-hmm. against Jeremy Hellickson in the late game. Yep, I like you that too. You might, might want to think about uh, Eric Young against Tom Kohler. Sure. Nothing wrong with those guys for cheap sneaky speed either. You might want to, again, keep an eye on them and make sure they make it in the starting lineup. But if they do, there could be some value there for sure. I like Aoki. I also like Pagan. They're kind of around the same price. Pagan's yeah. switch hitting and usually hits for good average and even has a little pop. You know, I think he's underrated right now on how Pagan can do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one, uh, Craig Gentry usually does well against lefties. And if he's in that lineup against Detweiler, and I don't know why not, uh, he could do something there too. Probably just to run mostly, but he yeah. is definitely good at that. Did you see uh, your guy, Kevin Kiermeyer today? Had a home run and a triple off of your other guy, Wei Yan Chen, which is you know, uh, significant itself, a lefty. I'm not, I, I actually, I, I did roll Kiermeyer out there in, a, in, a, in two or three DFS leagues that, that I play yeah. in. So I was, I was smiling, I was smiling like a proud father. I really yeah. was. Hitting him off a lefty. They batted him ninth against the lefty, so he still got in there, and then he uh, triple in a homer. So tomorrow he gets Miguel Gonzalez. No reason not to really like that, you know, especially if you're big on Kiermaier like you are. And then Ryan Braun is sitting on the bench, which means uh, Gerardo Parra could get in against Eddie Butler. Um, Word is Ryan Braun might be fine for tomorrow, but that's another watch and look for the lineups before you lock your lineups in. And uh, Gerardo Parra could be worth some attention because he can hit righties. Not really lefties much, but he can hit righties. Sadly, you know, it's it's, uh, look at my my watch. It says it's, it's April 8th, so... That means that Brandon Belt's already hurt. Yes, yes. Brandon Belt so, do not did leave. Uh, Belt. He left uh, the April 7th game. No real word yet on how bad uh, that's going to be. It's but. a groin strain is what they were diagnosing as. It, and they're, they're not sure if he's going to need DL time or not, but he's probably not going to play on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a guy to count on then. No. Um, and then uh, we're going to get to our Field of Streams contest here in a bit. Any pitchers that you like for DFS specifically? For DFS specifically, yeah, yes, yes. I really like Garrett Cole. I know you do. He, I'm, a, I'm a, he, he's, I'm a huge fan. I've got him. I've had several shares of him this year in, in regular fantasy, and I, I like the matchup in Cincinnati for, yeah. for Garrett. The Reds aren't great. Um, I, I also, you know, if you're looking for two pitchers, I, w- I wouldn't shy away from Jose Quintana at Kansas City. Yeah. Um, other matchups, if you like to live dangerously, Carlos Carrasco in Houston. Yeah. Again, I. I like to live dangerously, and depending on your format, um, but those Astros are going to strike out a bunch. Yes, they are. Corey Kluber did fine the other night. He didn't he, rake, he didn't reach he, the teens in strikeouts, but he was he was just fine. He did get out pitched by, by our, our good friend Dallas Keuchel. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, I like all those names. Carrasco might be my favorite just because of the big potential. Because yeah, again, I, he could strike out twelve guys. I, you know? I, I think Cole would. Be, I'd, I'd think on Cole more than I'd think on Carrasco. Sure. And then um, if you really feel like stacking and you want to match your pitcher to your hitters and hope for a big game, Rick Porcello against the Phillies. I don't know why not. The Phillies aren't that scary, you know. It's. it's I, I, I like that for him. If if you're chasing the win and want a lot of points from a win. Um, that could be a big one. He doesn't strike out that many batters, but I don't think it's going to get hit that hard. 
All right. So those are some uh, good options for DFS stuff going on on Wednesday. A lot of options. Only seven games happened today, so it's nice to have many more on the slate tomorrow. Yes, to especially like I, I especially like when it's spread out. Like yeah. you, know, you know, you know, the early games, then a few, you know, a few, you know, you know, majority evening games, and then like mm-hmm. like the one or two late games. I, I like it when it's more spread out. Yeah, for sure. All right. So on Monday, you and I had Clay Buckles, and he was just fine. Did yeah. well against the Phillies. Couldn't ask for much more, for sure. Oh, he was great. Shut them down. Got a win. Plenty of strikeouts. Strike, yeah, yeah. Good to see. Good to see that. Part of you is like, oh, he's healthy again, and part of it's like, eh, it's the Phillies. But uh, it's definitely worth attention if he has another good matchup, you know, coming up next. And then on Tuesday, you yeah. had Wei in Chen, who got what, like a four-run lead before he started, and his first inning was like eight pitches. And then he slowly fell apart after that. Yeah, he he really did. It, it... Yeah, they he had to exit with one or two outs in the fifth. Couldn't quite get there for the win. It was tough. It was tough. It's it's not a good feeling when your starting pitcher gets staked to a big lead and can't make it through five. Yeah, I, I was already you know counting the win in my column, and it kind yeah. of got you know taken. You know, it's not fun. I, I can't say taken away, but it's a bad feeling. <laughs> it's annoying. It, it's almost as long as when Kyle Kendrick goes seven innings and shut out ball. Yeah, absolutely. When you're stacking Brewers, almost. And, and I have uh, Jesse Hahn, and he went six innings, around the three runs, but, man, a couple of them were on this really bad outfield route. His defense let him down a little bit. Six innings, three runs, three strikeouts, and uh, got out-dueled by Colby Lewis. So he didn't look bad, but he wasn't you know as good as I would have hoped. But uh, he falls, so no wins for us on Tuesday. So sadly, sadly. Well, we're gonna bring you some more picks. We're gonna try and do some picks a little more uh, ahead of time because this podcast goes up uh, in the morning, and sometimes it's good to have them the day before, depending on how your league's constructed. If you're trying to stream some pitchers, so who do you have for Wednesday the eighth? I found it pretty shallow, personally. Wednesday was a rough, rough day. If looking, it is. First off, if, if you're looking for a streaming candidate this early in the season, what is wrong with you? Yeah, it's That's one. <laughs> again really aggressive for sure. And number two, there there just wasn't much to stream. Oh. Um, when, when when Danny Duffy's already over fifty percent owned, uh, I kept checking guys, being like, "Oh, he'll be underrated." Wait, like John Lackey's at like eighty percent. I'm just like, okay, I don't know what to do then. I do have a pick. It's not a great. There were only two two names that I kind of hemmed and hawed over, and mm-hmm. I, I I went with the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to roll with my guy Tom Kohler pitching at home against Atlanta. Yeah, I figure you need to <laughs> just <laughs> because that? because of what's available. Absolutely, there's not much to say really. He's competent, and, and despite their first few days, Atlanta should not score that many runs. You no. know. That, that offense doesn't scare me. Yeah, no. they've put up 12 runs today when Matt Latos, you know, couldn't do could, couldn't get outs would be the diplomatic way to say it. Matt Latos couldn't get outs, but uh, you're right. Atlanta doesn't scare me. They have Tom Kohler as well. I don't even like him as much as you do. It's just, it, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about Tom Kohler <laughs> facing the Braves? I, I really, you know, I kind of wish I did, but I I don't really even have a stat to hang on. It just it's. Yeah. It's he's Tom okay. Kohler at home. You know, historically he's been competent at home. I would pull up numbers, but Fangraphs doesn't want to cooperate right now. Yeah. Nowadays. All they would be is competent. 
who else did you have? I wrote Detweiler at Oakland. He used, he had a good season a couple seasons ago. He's a lefty, but I don't really buy that. And then you can get Mike Leak versus the Pirates. And Mike Leak's always really kind of, ad- you know, really kind of average. Just to follow up on Kohler, actually, last year in 96 innings at home, he had a three, a three even ERA and 78 strikeouts in 96. Yeah. He likes pitching yeah. in Miami. That's, you know, that's, that, that's competent. Yeah. Which is about all you can say. Yeah. Um, who was the other name he had? Was it Leak or Devweiler? No, I, I was looking at Jeremy Hellickson. Oh, I, I don't want anything to do with Jeremy Hellickson. Especially, especially after the Brandon Belt injury. I, I really, I mean, I don't know. No. In the desert? He was bad in Tampa Bay. He was bad in Tampa Bay, but he... And they play defense. Yeah. I mean, wait and see. I'm not saying he will have a bad year, but I'm not on before even seeing him pitch in red. That's fair. Yeah. After after the Brandon Belt injury, I'm just like that. That's a really punchless lineup. So relatively, yeah. I don't think he's a good pitcher. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Suffers from not being good. That's a yeah. problem. On Thursday, I wrote down uh, five interesting names. I had quite a few names as well. In fact, I'm kind of wishing I I could pick more than one guy for our right. contest and then take him for Wednesday. The least interesting, interesting guy I had, Justin Masterson, goes to Philadelphia. Would it shock you at all if he was able to become competent again? No. Well, yeah. no. I, I'm not buying in today, but I'm going to keep an eye on him through April. You know, I, I could see him being you know, relevant. I don't yeah, even he strikes know people out. Strikes people out. But and again, at Philadelphia has become one of those streamers. I think so. Norris, uh, the guy that lives in the van. He's going to Yankee Stadium. Daniel Norris. Daniel Norris going to the Yankee Stadium. People seem to like him. He was a good prospect. I, uh, I heard a comment about him this past offseason that I really can't believe until I, I actually see him pitch up close, that he, he, he could be the, you know, the, the next Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Well, that's all you need to know then. I don't know why I would consider any other pitchers <laughs> when, that's, when that kind of hype's uh, I, surrounding Daniel Norris. I don't know what to tell you. I... That's yeah. the hype that, that he's generating. I don't... You know, Worth keeping an eye on. Not my pick. Worth keeping an eye on. Um, Tim Hudson goes to San Diego. Tim Hudson was just a competent, competent pitcher I found that is under 50% owned. He's not exciting, but that could be okay. Kendall Graveman is at home versus Texas. This is another one of those preseason sleepers that people like. And it remains to be seen if he'll be, you know, a month from now he might be a must-own mixed-league starter, or he might be a AAA. We don't know yet. I feel like in April you got to take all these guys seriously, and depending on what format you are in, just like grab them and hold on because you might not be ownable after that. You know, mm-hmm. um, not my pick. I'm picking who I think you might be picking is uh, Trevor Bauer is going to Houston, and when everybody else is way over fifty percent owned, I don't know how he's not. But yeah, really, strikeout stuff against a team that does, that knows how to strike out. Then I think the the downside is there. Things could go badly. But uh, there's also potential there. He could reach double digit, double digit strikeouts for sure. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm a huge Trevor Bauer fan. I own. I own. Him you are. Multiple shares in multiple leagues. Yes. I, I, I think I might have him in just whatever league I'm in. Yeah. So you have to take him in Houston with me, right? I like the pick, but there was a there's a pick I like even more. Okay. Is it one I listed? No. It's one I missed. It's it's an it's another preseason hype guy. Okay. Actually, I had two other names. Actually. Three technically. Okay, who you got? Uh, you know, I've, I've I've paid attention long enough to know that a- Anthony Disclafani is is a super super sleeper. You hate that guy. You cursed him last year. You're right. Are you coming back? 
I come I, back. I, I'm not going back. I don't. I don't necessarily like the matchup all that much. Him, him at home against Pittsburgh. Yeah. No thanks. In his first start, but you know, a, a lot of people smarter than me seem to think that he's a competent pitcher. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard so, that. He'll be worth watching. The, the the other two names I had that you didn't. Oh, first I, I did have Daniel Norris, and that was you know that next Clayton Kershaw. I mean, yeah, you, you got to keep an eye on him. Next, I. Kyle Gibson and Shane Green. I'm really intrigued by both sides of this matchup. I've, I've heard, you know, again, during the offseason, I heard somebody say that Shane Green was the next Corey Kluber. Hmm. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's enough to get your attention, but it is. maybe bad I mean, attention. So I, I've, I've got a role with Shane Green pitching at home against Minnesota. Okay. That's going to be your guy? Yeah. Live and die I, I, by the hype. My other guy was Kyle Gibson. I, I'm a, I've always been a big Kyle Gibson fan, and I think he's finally healthy, uh, and he could actually put together a season. I wish we had stats to, stats to actually back this up. I really don't. He was so weird last year. Like, in half his starts, he allowed zero or one runs, and the other yeah. half, he allowed, like, six or pl- more runs. Yeah, it was weird. His, no, just, he, the thing with Shane Green is that he he struck out over a batter an inning for almost 80 innings last year. Yeah. He'll be he'll be worth watching. It's a good matchup for sure. You know, and, and it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. He was, you know, a fairly competent minor league pitcher as well. Absolutely. I, I just I I like the matchup for him. I think he's a good pitcher, and I think he's going to do well. Um, I wish I had more stats, but again, it's the first week, and they're really. Sure. I'm, I'm not kind of throwing darts in week one. So all right, Friday. I had another six names. Actually, going to run through them quickly. Guys that I like or think are worth attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, not going to end up with Drew Pomeranz at home versus the Mariners. Don't really know what Drew Pomeranz has yet, but keep in mind could be good. My boy Brandon Morrow did make the Padres rotation. He's pitching. If there's a team you want him to pitch for, it's the Padres. I'm not yep. on the train yet. Guy you want to pitch against it's Tim Lincecum. Yes. So has my attention. Um, your boy Jeff Locke goes to Milwaukee. That's not a good matchup at all. I just like to talk about <laughs> Jeff Locke. <laughs> Just like to mention Jeff Locke. Nate Eovaldi is a favorite of ours from last year. Um, he's at home versus Boston. Also not a great matchup, but also want to shout out to him from last year because he's going to be in play. Wade Miley, I kind of like this year. It's kind of a sleeper. I don't know yet. Um, he's going to Yankee Stadium. Don't like that matchup either. Keeping an eye on him. These are guys that might get our attention down the line. My pick Going to Houston again. If you're going with Erasmo, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm not going with Erasmo. I can't believe I didn't list him either. <laughs> He's relevant again. The eraser. No, uh, Derek Holland was just left behind by everybody this year. His ERA was below two last year in very few innings, but... He's a competent pitcher. He's been a good 200-inning pitcher before, you know, and he's back, and I could see him just being scooped up in a month by everybody. But he goes to Houston. They do hit lefties pretty well, um, traditionally, but I uh, I like Derek Collins, and I think the potential's there. They could blow him up, but that's uh, that's my guy for Friday the 10th. Wow. Yeah. Not you. I can't, I can't believe you didn't, you didn't mention the, the Anderson brothers, Brett and Chase. Oh, gosh. Uh, Chase is more your guy. Brett Anderson, talk about... Uh, between him and Brandon Morrow, there are a lot of tears to be shed, for sure. <laughs> by me, personally. I, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes with them. I'm, I'm also kind of annoyed that you, that you wrote off Jeff Locke so quickly. It's a, he, he's, he's a lefty pitching in Milwaukee. Oh, you don't want any lefties against Milwaukee. They are all right-handed. That is just asking for trouble. But they don't hit that well against lefties. I don't care. You, you can take him. Do you want him? Is that your no, pick? No, 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 no. 
Do you, did you pick any of the guys I listed? I don't. I'm. I. I, I, I got to talk myself into or out of somebody here. Okay. We we have a few other names we got to mention before okay. we continue. Uh, Jerome Williams. I don't care. <laughs> Has a job still somehow. Yeah. Uh, Jason Marquis is still a starting um, pitcher in 2015. <laughs> you have to mention him, not for the contest. You just have to mention him. Wow, Eric the Reds is still pitching. The Reds have Jason Marquis and Kevin Gregg. Just that's all you need to know about Cincinnati. That's that's a lot of bad. Yeah, it is. You got to pick someone for this contest, though. Another actually good name that I was intrigued by was Hector Santiago pitching at home against Kansas City. Yeah, he's okay. And and he's pitching against your buddy Jason Vargas. Ooh, I like him okay, but not that much. Not that much. Uh, yeah, there's, it's I, an honestly, interesting I, day. We're getting to the back of this rotation, back of all these rotations, and it's an yeah, interesting I, day. I, there's a lot of matchups I, I would like to actually sit down and watch, but there's not that very many that I'd like to pick. Yes. Uh, I think Derek Holland is by far the best pick available, uh-huh. and I'm probably going to roll with Derek Holland. Okay. You're with me on Holland. You're with me on Kohler. Thursday I go Bowery. No, no, no you're you with me Green. on Kohler. Yes, probably true. That's probably true. You like him more. I like Holland more. Yeah. yeah. At, at home, you'd be, you'd be foolish to not go, not roll with him. I, I, I would actually roll with him in DFS in that day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. <laughs> um, I like you're dismissive for sure. Yeah, for okay. Sure. Go for it. I don't know. I I haven't looked at the other options that day in terms of guys over 50% on but we just, talk, we just talked about the other options. Oh, sorry, I've lost track of days. We're talking about way too many days here. I don't know what day know, it is today. Really yeah. uh, you would go with Kohler over, like, Kohler Carrasco? I mean, it's all dependent on price and how you're putting your roster together. Yeah. It's <laughs> hard honestly, to say in a vacuum. I, I think I, I, would, I would take the bankable points in Kohl, and yeah. then I, I would have to think awfully hard on, on that one over, over Carrasco or not. If I wanted to play it safe, I would go with Kohler. If I wanted yeah. to swing for the fences, I would go with Carrasco. Depends on your format, for sure. All right. Well, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, you know, contest picks for you and DFS stuff for Wednesday the 8th. Uh, Matt, anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? No, Dylan, there's nothing else I, I need to add. I think, I think we've, we've covered just about anything, and it's time for bed. Yes, yes. Well, you'll be back with me on Friday. We might have a mystery guest with us on Friday, earning that out. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be joined again on Thursday with Brad Johnson. And then, uh, yeah, that'll do it. That's it for us today on the Field of Streams podcast. Um, again, make sure to check out The Sleeper and the Bust, also here on Rotographs Audio with Paul Spohr, Eno Saris, Jason Collette. They get uh, into much deeper stuff than we yeah. do. A lot and smarter than us. Please, enjoy your baseball. Enjoy your baseball. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.